down the benefits with Savoy. Our podcast will cover what is happening in the healthcare industry and beyond. Today on the show, we have Savoy's Director of Employer Services and Compliance, Colleen Patterson. With over 20 years in the industry, Colleen takes on the role of educating our brokers on the latest compliance as it's related to employee benefits. In this episode of Beyond the Benefits, Colleen stresses that communication is critical to helping your clients and their employee population understand and maximize the benefits packages available to them. Take it away, Colleen. Thanks, Carly. As Carly said, my name's Colleen Patterson, and I'm the Director of Employer Services and Compliance here at Savoy. I've been at Savoy for five years and have been in the insurance industry for more than 20. So today's topic is ERISA plan documents and the importance of communicating compliance effectively. So when I was thinking about today's topic, it brought me back to early on in my college career where I took a class over winter break to get ahead on credits. I was 18 and just completed my first semester of college. My major at the time was law enforcement. The class was called collaborative engagement. The course description said something like, learn how to engage a crowd. I remember thinking, wow, this is really easy. It's an easy way to get three credits in four weeks and all I have to do is socialize. Should be a piece of cake, right? Well, not quite. So I arrived at class the first day and I was met outside the classroom by the professor. She gave every student a number, an envelope and a blindfold and instructed us to go into the classroom and do nothing other than take a seat. Put on the blindfold and wait for your number to be called. I was number 16 out of 35, and I thought, well, that's not so bad. I wasn't number one, so I can't be the guinea pig. So I walk in the class, a bit skeptical. However, I do as I was instructed. So the professor comes in a short time later and says she's going to randomly pull numbers from the hat. The first number called, 16. I'm not kidding. It really was number 16, and I couldn't believe it. My heart starts to beat in my ears and suddenly I break out into a cold sweat. I don't even know yet what I'm supposed to do. All I know is that I'm first in whatever this crazy blindfolded exercise is. So I'm told to stand, say nothing, remove the blindfold and open the envelope. The word in huge letters, all caps, was TURTLE. That's it, nothing else, just TURTLE. I immediately thought I have got to be in the wrong class. <laughs> then the professor says, I'm going to speak to the class for one minute, describing the item I was given in explicit detail without saying the name of the item. If you say the name of the item, it's an F for the first test grade. I'm not making this up. This was absolutely true. At the end of my description, the class has to figure out what I was trying to describe and they have to guess it. My grade will be reflective of whether or not they actually get it right. So at this point, I was one step short of passing out. I was 18, talking to a room of 35 strangers, having to describe a turtle and not say the word or risk zero. It was a whole new level of stress. Well, I got through it without saying the word and received a pretty decent grade. But to this day, my spirit animal is a turtle because persistency, slow and steady, always wins the race. So let's get into a little bit of the specifics here. So the course was for effective communication and public speaking. The significance of the exercise that day was to drive home the critical importance of preparation, knowing your communication style and understanding your audience, regardless of whether or not it is in written form or you are to face the group face to face. Remember, all of my classmates were blindfolded, so they didn't get the benefit of seeing me animated as I often am when I'm speaking. 
They had to rely on my every word to understand what I was saying. So fast forward almost 25 years, and I still utilize the lessons learned that day. Every single time I write an email or an article, whether I'm reviewing planned documents or contracts, prepare for a meeting, or I present to a room full of people. The reason is because when you communicate, your purpose is not what you want to do. Instead, it's what you want your audience to do as a result of reading what you wrote or listening to what you have to say. In my role today of educating on compliance as it relates to employee benefits, communication is critical to helping our clients and their employee population understand and ultimately maximize the benefits package that's available to them. Often it's overlooked that plan sponsors have a responsibility under ERISA to memorialize this information in both a plan document as well as in a summary plan description, also known as an SPD. So I'm sure you're dying to find out what's a plan document and an SPD. The plan document is actually a written document that describes the participants' rights, the benefits available to them, and the obligations within the plan, as well as the plan's terms, the conditions for administering the plan. Its audience is the plan sponsors, the plan sponsor being the employer, and the document resides with the plan sponsor at all times. However, upon request, it can be furnished to a participant. The voice in which it is written is very technical and is in legalese. So what happens if the employer doesn't have a plan document or if the document is not complete? Gaps in plan documentation invite the courts to decide the plan terms for you, the plan sponsor. You risk losing the benefit of an employer's authority to understand and interpret the plan terms, as well as the discretion to determine benefits and payments under the plan. So the second type of document that I mentioned that's also under ERISA is the Summary Plan Description, or SPD. The content in this document is very similar to the plan document. However, the audience for the SPD is the plan participant, so your employees. The SPD must be written in a manner that the average participant can easily understand the contents. So it has to be in layman's terms, whereas that plan document can be in legalese. Each of these documents under ERISA have specific items that must be incorporated into the final document and specific guidelines on how that information is to be communicated within the document. A common misconception is that these documents are optional. They are not. Every benefit subject to ERISA essentially means that most employer-sponsored plans require the document for each benefit that an employer or plan sponsor actually offers. Another misconception is that the document rules only apply to large employers over 100 employees. That too is incorrect as there is no small group exemption under ERISA. So essentially every size employer that offers a plan subject to ERISA must comply. I shared my class experience from college because every single word I said during that exercise in class would have had an impact on what the audience thought and how they interpreted the information. So word selection was key. The same holds true for these documents. The lack of communicating the benefits effectively in either of these documents can lead to steep penalties for non-compliance for the plan sponsor, but also confusion for the plan participants or the employees. So to recap, here's a few helpful tips regarding ERISA plan document requirements. Be proactive in your requirements to communicate the benefits to participants. As a plan sponsor, you have a legal responsibility to do so. 
Also, check to see if you have a plan document and an SPD in place. If you do, determine when it was last reviewed and they should be reviewed each year upon renewal of the plan because as benefits change, the documents are required to be updated. Lastly, you want to partner with a firm that can provide a complete document drafting service. Often the off-the-shelf software programs that can generate these documents, they have gaps in the document, meaning that the benefits are not effectively communicated, potentially leaving the plan sponsor open to unintended risk. Savoy offers a full ERISA consulting service, including drafting of plan documents, summary plan descriptions, as well as required annual notices and Form 5500 preparation services. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and who we are, please feel free to contact us for more information. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Colleen. Savoy is here to help you and your clients stay up to date with any changes to compliance that may affect their health benefits. To utilize Savoy's Employer Services Division, or if you have any questions regarding anything discussed in today's podcast, please email podcast at savoyassociates.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.